are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Welcome to our discussion today is risk part one, one of my very favorite subjects in the world. Uh, The idea that I want people to get is that life is risk. And we try to mitigate it. Right. But do you get it though? You want to mitigate life? (laughs) No, we want to mitigate risk. Do we want to mitigate risk or do we, or I mean, is risk a bad thing? Connor, is risk a bad thing in your life? Uh, I mean, I can get real deep into this. Uh, I think it's a a good thing in some ways. Would you become you want a to limit risk? Well, hold on. Would be you become thing. an athlete if you weren't into taking risks? Exactly. That's why I think some some sort so of it would be a good thing. Is it about mitigating risk? I mean, you're asking a lawyer, Mark. Then, right, exactly. <laughs> and what I'm trying to illustrate is is I think people have a lot of misconceptions about risk. So let, let's talk about is is life about mitigating risk? Is it about taking risk? Or, or my, Evaluating my idea, risk. My Balancing idea. risk. How about managing risk? And why do I say managing risk? Do you have the freedom to make a choice at every moment in the day? Do you make a choice freely? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. When you decide to cross the street, do you make a choice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is the risk of getting across the street high or low? Uh, depending if you look both ways. If you don't look, look ways, it's probably it, higher. No, it's a green light. You're in the you're in the crosswalk. Is the risk of getting of crossing the street high or low? It depends on which street you're Medium. crossing. Best street in the world is the risk high or low? Which where 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 in the yes. world? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in your neighborhood, okay, where you Medium know everything. Medium to low risk. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean that people still won't get hit by a car sometimes there? Uh, no. Yes. So what I'm saying to you is even when it's low risk, the space between low risk and it possi- it cannot possibly happen, that's risk. And that's what we manage. Even in the government, you know, the government issues uh, bonds. That be, people call them risk-free. Do you think they really are risk-free? Absolutely not. No. In fact, the government's bond credit rating was lowered about five or six years ago. Because uh, people didn't trust politicians. So risk is everywhere around us, is what I wanted to get at. And as, as freely choosing human beings, since we make choices, therefore we are managers of risk. Does that get at your idea of mitigating and taking, Leela and Connor? Yeah. yeah. So if we are all risk managers and life is about risk, then we decide where we take big risks and where we take small risks, don't we? Now, Connor, you were talking about taking a big risk as an athlete. Leela and I also take really big risks too. We take big risks in our areas of, of where we feel very strong. You feel strong throwing a baseball accurately 
past people. I feel very strong when it comes to math and seeing meaning in, in tables of numbers. Leela? Well, I mean, I took a big risk as an entrepreneur. However, as a lawyer... No, but we are superpower. My superpower... God, Mark, my superpower is telling people not to take risks. Because you, <laughs> no, but it's because how do you read law? That's what I'm trying to get at. Do you want to brag about your logic score on an LSAT, maybe? I, well, okay, I got a perfect score in the logic games of the LSAT, So, but I wouldn't consider that risk-taking. No, I'm talking about betting on yourself through your strength, your superpower. The risk you took was to become a lawyer because you knew you had a superpower at analyzing law, is what I'm getting. Okay, fair enough, yes. Right? You bet yes. on Leela as opposed to becoming a florist. Yes. Would you have bet on Leela becoming a florist with your brain? Absolutely not. How about you, Connor? Would you have taken your skills and become a florist? I can't arrange flowers to save my life. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty fond of flowers. But would you have taken your skills and <laughs> no, taken no, your... No, no, absolutely not. So, what, <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're fucking around, I know. But, but the idea is that as entrepreneurs, we bet on ourselves. We don't take government jobs, right? I'm not a civil servant. I don't even want to know many civil servants. You don't work for the IRS. <laughs> and you're not a and you're not a concessionaire at a ballpark, right? We're all aspiring to something much higher, much riskier because we're betting on us. Yeah. Precisely. Yes. yes. Right. And we do it not just because it's it's the thing that we're betting on our special power. I maintain that it's just more fun. And when you're doing the thing, betting on yourself, it's more fun. Is it work? No. It's passion and it's excellence. And that's when really good things happen. Because when things get rough, what do you do when you're passionate about something? You stick with it and you're yeah, gritty. Right. Yeah, right. And I would mind. say that's uh, Leela's uh, superpower, honestly. One Just from them. knowing her in my short Yeah, time. We'll, we'll get into that story. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there on, on risk part two. But the thing I wanted to get, get through is that as entrepreneurs, every athlete, uh, people like me, people like our agents and our lawyers, we all tend to be entrepreneurs because we bet on what? Ourselves. Primarily, no that's right. But when it comes some to agents, managing- Some people around you and you know. Yeah, that, that, and, and we'll look at those risk profiles and those risk belts because the idea is that once we bet on ourselves and we succeed and money came in from it, do you want to then double that same type of risk again? Or do you sort of look at that winnings differently and say, ah, that goes into a different bucket because I'm already taking the big risk by betting on me. And what right. I take from the table from it, I put into a different. Right. Bucket. Different level of risk for what I've now cultivated and made and versus like me betting on my future self here. So a type of risk I want us to talk about because it's more relevant to professional athletes than say to me or Leela or even your agents. It's a risk we call transition risk. Transition risk is when one of our special skills uh, that we make money from either degrades or becomes obsolete. So imagine if you were a scientist who used slide rules before they were computers and you only knew how to use slide rules. What happens when the computer comes? You're done, no more job. You gotta transition, right? You gotta leap because you can't make money anymore. Now, is that, that's, we know that's gonna happen to athletes too, right? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing we don't know, you know, you can see the computer age coming, but can you see the moment when your skills are no longer at the elite level that your agent 
can't sell a contract on you. Um, you It's tough to visualize that. I can't see that, but I I know it's coming one day. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's like like the monster that's out there. You know, it's actually better than that. You know, the movie Jaws? Yeah. It's the shark. This is exactly the way Steven Spielberg used the shark. You don't see the shark for a long time in the movie. You just know the shark is there. It's out there somewhere. And that's what transition risk is for athletes. It's, it's the darn shark from Jaws. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. so what do we do? I say, my perspective is, is that we use the, the money that we've been getting from the contracts when you've been selling your contracts to, the, to, the, uh, to teams and to events, that we take the extra money that you don't need for living on and having a nice life now, that we, we invest that specifically in a way that it helps you to manage the transi- transition risk. So that moment comes when you're told, hey, buddy. Oh, we'll, we'll give you maybe an option on a minor league deal. Right. <laughs> Here's some option money. <laughs> right, or that may, maybe even not even a deal, right? Like you can be a free agent just left at home uh, and happen, it will happen to all of us, you know, eventually. Right, and our goal is to make that moment so much less scary by both creating a portfolio of perfectly liquid, not perfectly, but very liquid investments uh, that are also providing income. So that as that moment comes, you know that you have income coming from these investments. And if you need to tap them a little deeper, you can, because we've invested in a public stock market that's trading five days a week, uh, six or seven hours every day. And we're not buying exotic stuff that's, that's very hard to find buyers for precisely because we can manage that transition risk. We also help because we're counselors, we're guidance, we're coaches, right? You know, if you have a new passion that you want to pursue, run it by us because we'll look at it from... Every standpoint. I mean, we'll look at your contract, your legal standpoint. And there's also not just transitioning from the game, but also thinking about your brand and the value and goodwill that you've created as an athlete and your contributions off the field while you were at your peak. Yeah, that's all true. Of that can, we do tons of off-field charitable work and tons of things. And all of that can contribute to where the path is. Because as you're in your playing days, we're going to have discussions each year about what are you, what are you interested in? What would you like to right. do? Do you like coaching? Do you like broadcasting? Do you like working with kids? Do you like working with adults? Do you like working with investments and money? Mm-hmm. In that way, we, if, as you go through the transition, we make sure the portfolio is there for you. And then as you pick up your next career move, guess what starts to happen again? Um, uh, what's it called? Spike in... Uh, Hopefully it's a spike, but at least, at, least, at least the money taps back least, on again, yeah, right? And maybe again. we're even back in investing and saving mode, right? Because what else is likely to happen in our lives besides a transition? Well, you might be betting on another... Uh, skill set. That's also true. You could transition, or or maybe you have life events that come up, like kids, oh, right, right. or or parents, <clears throat> or mm-hmm. marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Or divorce. Yeah. Well, hopefully not that, but <laughs> but, yeah, but I, only life wish, I only wish the odds were better on that. We'll get into that in risk part two. <laughs> but but do you get the idea that it's it's the unknown shark that's in the water that that we Absolutely. want to manage toward. And we want to manage it toward, and this is the key, the way I look at it, is we want to manage down risk on the portfolio 
while maximizing the gain we can get for that risk. It's a concept we call risk-adjusted returns, and it's best done by having a diversified portfolio across a variety of industries, so that way you don't, haven't bet everything on whether Mickey Mouse is going to invent a new kind of phone and Disney's going to go to the moon. So the last part of risk I want to talk about during risk part one is what we call the investment risk layer cake. Does that sound yummy? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah, but it's not something we eat. It's actually something we look at. <laughs> and the idea is that uh, just like a layer cake, there are, are parts that are, are more dense and there are parts that are lighter and easier. Uh, the way we look at the cake is there's a core to the cake. There's an expanded part of the cake, the extra cake. And then there's the playground on top where the whipped cream, the sprinkles, and the cherries all live. And we talk about it because in each pieces, each layer of that cake, we want to take a different layer of risk for a different use and a different expectation. Does any of that make sense? Yeah. Is the core um, low risk or high risk? Does it go in or out or out in? Great question. Uh, the core is kind of like your athletic core in your body. If your core goes away, you're screwed. So we so don't risk this core. Yeah. We don't risk our core. Right. right? So the core is where I apply all of my diversification and uh, risk lowering, looking for dividends and incomes, companies that are going to share profits with us every month, every quarter, every six months. And they're going to prove that their business models work so that we're taking relatively less risk in a bumpy market while getting paid. That's the core. The expanded part of the layer cake, that's a little different. The expanded part of the, the layer cake, something that we kind of earn through success. And what do I mean by that? When your core portfolio isn't large enough that it's creating enough income that you live off of pretty comfortably, uh, it's still core. But when you get beyond that, you can start looking at different kinds of risks. For example, in my core portfolio, in my Blue Island craft, that thing kicks off more cash than I need to live on. And by need to live on, I don't mean I fit my life into the cash flow. I chose my life. I live exactly the life I want to live. I eat what I want. I do what I want. Nobody tells me what to do because the money works for me. Because it's spitting more cash than I need, I take that extra cash and I start investing that into places like my expanded portfolio. My expanded risk portfolio, I take more risk because I'm looking for greater returns, but not like crazy risk. I invest in things like venture capital funds, private equity, deals that aren't as liquid, but have the chance of, of having skyrocketing. Right. And this is money that, not saying that you are willing to lose, but it is more safe, like you've made this money. This is not necessarily- It's money I'd be upset if, it, if I lost all of it, right. but it's also money where I'm saying, you know what? But it's not I'm the core. A, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not the core. And I'm looking to get maybe, you know, maybe a, a, a double, a triple, a home run off of it. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Okay. Rather than eking out small, higher, ball, higher risk, higher returns. Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and then slightly. There, no, no. You it's it, significantly. It, it's about. I would say it's about fifty percent more risk, maybe eighty percent more risk. Now let's talk about the last layer of the layer cake: the the, the whipped cream, the cherries, the sprinkles. We like to refer to this as the playground. 
And the playground is exactly money that if you lost it tomorrow, if you went to Vegas with it and you came back empty, you're cool. That's where we want you guys. If you want to, if you want to play around with really high risky stuff, you want to buy NFTs, cryptos, SPACs, uh, you know, any, any, anything that, that people are talking about and like, hey, cool, I want a piece of that. We say use the playground because that stuff is super risky. That stuff, in fact, is more risky than betting on yourself. Do you want to know why? It's unregulated. That's one reason. You want to know another reason? Yes. Somebody else made that. Somebody who had the same idea of betting on themselves to make a lot of money bet on that thing. You didn't. Who's getting over in that scenario? Yeah, absolutely. The creators and the, the people that, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the tail on the dog at that right, point. Right, right. And you're probably the tail end that's losing, the losing end. Well, you're at the honest. most you're risk late. of losing it. Yeah, because you are late. You're at yeah. the most risk. No. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. We're not saying don't right. do it. Right. We're saying use your Vegas money for it. Yeah, in my in my personal my new baby portfolio, um, I have a little bit in crypto and the majority in what we like have established together as the core. Uh, now you want to know what's in my playground? Yeah, what? Uh, I've got uh, that's crypto on my playground. Right. Yeah. I've got things like uh, wines that you can't buy other than at auction that I have on a list. I have things like private investments in businesses like uh, a grassroots uh, car racing software. Uh, we're investing in, we'll be soon be investing in a computer-aided songwriting business that does pop music. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it uses really cool algorithms. That's my playground. Right. Only because I feel like I have an, more of an advantage there than I do in a crypto. Well, I don't like to call this my playground because guess what playgrounds have teachers and adults telling us what to do and how to behave so i just call it my you never super- went to a public park playground did you it's those play unsupervised playground is what I'll call it. And it, it, it has cryptos and NFTs. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and lonely old white men in benches. Oh, yeah, yes. Good. <laughs> Crypto playground. playground. It is very unsupervised and very unregulated. It is, but the regulation's coming, just so you know. You know what's the scariest thing that happened to cryptos this week? Uh, And just so you know, the week we're talking about, folks, we're talking about the week of December 15th, 2021. Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corp, along with a central bank, demonstrated the ability, oh, oh, no, not with central bank, with uh, IBM, demonstrated the ability to create their own cryptocurrency to trade among central banks using centralized digital currencies of real countries. That's the real threat to cryptos. The adoption of crypto technology into digital central banks for currency. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.